When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Welcome to 90 Day Fiancé WTF Podcast, a weekly hangout to talk about what the fuck we all just watch on TLC's 90 Day Fiancé. I am Nadia, and with me is my co-host, Lon. Hey, Nadia. How's it going, everybody? Lon. What's up? You made me look like a fool, yo. (laughs) (laughs) Must be because God is calling me (laughs) to. Damn, that was a remix. (laughs) Well, I thought we can get started with Kim Bali. Yeah. Oh, now maybe just Kim because she's mad. And <laughs> Usman, Usman, aka Soja Boy. Let me ask you this, Lon. Do you think Kim has every right to be mad or is she overreacting? I, I see both sides. They weren't official. So I, I get that. When you haven't made yourselves exclusive. So she was wrong to assume that she she knows he was upfront by saying you're not my girlfriend. So for her to to start to say, oh well, I I stopped seeing people. He didn't ask you to do that, right? He did not ask you to do that. I stopped seeing people, and I was loyal to you. He said straight up, you're not his girlfriend. So that part she's wrong in my opinion. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I think too. That when she asked him about the song, he could have been honest about it. Right. So I see both. They both make valid points. But in the end, I do want to say that he drew the line. And just because you decided that you were going to treat him like your boyfriend and then be upset that you weren't when he told you that you weren't like, come on, give, give me a break. So I get, you know, when he's like, but all this happened before we were official and now that we're official like i'm trying to come clean about it you know so i get that so i kind of side with him in that but he did fuck up with you don't have to lie to her about the song it was selfish i'm sure he was doing it in his own best interest out of selfishness mm-hmm. i see both sides but i think in the end she shouldn't have made a commitment that didn't exist and then be mad about it that like that it was always there. He didn't ask you to be loyal to him. He didn't ask you to be his girlfriend. He made it apparently clear to you that you're not. So, yeah. Yeah, it was only up till recently that I think he considered her a super fan and mm-hmm. then it became official official and then she got the yummy. But yeah, I'm <laughs> yeah. with you, Lon. I also wonder like can you really cheat as friends? You know what I mean? Like I guess the reason why she's upset is because she thought she was exclusive, like they were exclusive or she was the only one that he's being, Yeah, I don't know, friendly or 
I don't know. I mean, if you're just doing long distance relationship and he has already made it clear that you're a potential, not a girlfriend, right. then I wonder maybe Kim kind of read too much into it. Maybe Kim thought that they were exclusive. Totally. And it comes with the territory. It comes with dating. A sol- Come on. Like if you're talking, if we're just talking and I know you're famous, even if it's just in your own country and this entertainer, celebrity, whatever is like, oh, by the way, we're, we're not exclusives. I'm going to assume that like you've got an entire fan base mm. that you're talking to. I'm going to assume that if you wanted to sleep with anybody, you could have your pick. Who the fuck am I? I'm a regular person. So these things, there are certain expectations. I think when you date somebody who you believe or is in fact a celebrity or a musician or an actor or somebody who's in the entertainment industry, you know, especially someone like Uzman, who's got like videos, you know, where women are dancing with him and he's talking about love and that's his niche, right? Mm-hmm. This kind of R&B rap, like, come on. <laughs> and he tells you that you're not like exclusive. I think it's safe to assume these things. So she made herself look like a fool, I think. Yeah. In my opinion, I do want to point out that during their one-on-one interview with the cameras, I felt that it was disrespectful of him to say he truly loves Zara in front of, well, not in front, like literally when he was next to Kimberly, when he finally confessed that Zara is this woman that he's been talking to for over a year. And then they broke up just four months before Mm -hmm. Kimberly and him met up and that he truly loved her and I thought oh that part I think you could have left out because (laughs) that definitely aggravated the shit out of her you know what I mean I think the timing was wrong but I also think where he's coming from and again this is why I side with him he's trying to put it all on the table like to him we're gonna cross this line and before we do I just want to be a hundred percent real what was it where um, in the previous season where he didn't put it all out and every few months something new would pop up, something new would pop up. Well, who was that couple again from, um, I forgot, and they got married anyway. He had another girlfriend, even though they were married and it was Steven and Alina, right? No, not Steven and Alina. The guy from Washington and his girlfriend was in, um, was it Columbia? I forget exactly where. Oh, is it Tim and... uh... No, 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 no. Huh. Who was it? He had a girlfriend. They were married and then apparently they broke up or they were separated and he went Jenny and he dated this girl named Jenny. And then he came back, but he told Jenny, he told Jenny he was married until like they were dating for two months. Yeah, it's Evelyn and Corey. Evelyn and Corey. Okay, so... He's trying to avoid that. Yeah. Remember where Evelyn would bring him back and then something new would happen. Right. Yeah. And she's like, why didn't you fucking tell me that? And yeah. then he would, okay, well, this is it for real. This is it now. Yeah. Okay. And then a couple and months then, later yeah. and then something else. You know, I think for him, he's trying to put it all on the table. So mm-hmm. for him to say something like, yeah, I love that girl, even though it was like bad timing. I think he's just trying to put all his cards out and say, look, if we're going to cross this line, this is where I'm telling you everything now because now is for real for real 
<laughs> and I think that's where he was coming from. So yeah, but yeah, you could tell on her face when he said it. She's like, "I loved this girl." She's like, "No, fuck, yeah, <laughs> <This> asshole." <laughs> I think we can all appreciate the fact that he was being honest with her, and like you said, he laid it all out on the table. Um, I wish he had taken it better. Uh, but here's a very, I guess, controversial question. Do you think Kimberly would have backed off if she had known about Zara? Or would she have continued pursuing? Yeah, uh, good one. I, I noticed that too. I didn't make notes about it. But when she said, if you had just told me, I would have, I don't think so. I don't think so, but I think she would have been better informed. And that's mm-hmm. where I stand with that. I think give people the information they need to make a more informed decision. Yeah. And that's the thing. So I don't think she would have backed off, but I think she would have been better prepared. Like and, it, now, if she moves on, at least she knows and she's moving on of her own free volition. will. And full, yeah. yeah, volition and, and, and knowing full well what she's getting into. And in this case, she she didn't know everything that she was getting into. She only knew a little bit. Yeah. And maybe she wouldn't have bought the PS5. And the I <laughs> which I thought was a classy move on his part. Right. Returning was, it. Yes. Because I was like, for me, gifts are gifts. Yeah. And if you gifted it to me, like... It doesn't matter if if like we broke up, whatever you, you gifted it to me, it's mine. Yeah. And everything that I gifted to you, you get to keep because those were not gifts because we were together. They were gifts because I wanted you to have them. You know what I mean? So like yeah. now that we're broken up, that doesn't mean, oh, we're not together anymore. Here's the gifts. No, like <laughs> you can do what you want. If you want to throw them away, you can throw them away, but don't give them back to me. Like, <laughs> so that was a classy move that he, that he like. Maybe he was, was trying to prove to that. her that he wasn't the using gifts, her. Yeah, the gifts w- didn't really matter. It was not the reason why he put out. Yeah. <laughs> not the reason why <laughs> he decided to make it official with her. Right. So yeah, I kind of gave him props for that. He didn't really like run away with the gifts and just pretend nothing happened. So kudos to uh, Soja Boy for that. I thought we can move on to Gino and Jasmine. That was a terrible meeting the parents, wasn't it? Or it meeting was, her mom. It was. And now that I, I rewatched the scene, if I'm the mom, I was very unimpressed with the way he dressed. Mm-hmm. I mean, just put yourself in the mom's shoes, right? Like Jasmine is this, according to her, this treasure, right? Her precious. And she bring this schmuck back who was wearing like board shorts, mm-hmm. wearing this touristy hat that says Panama (laughs) refuses to take off the hat spoke very little Spanish obviously as a mom I think if you put yourself in her shoes she would be unimpressed because Jasmine obviously it seems like she did so well for herself she's probably living in the city has a great job and and here is Gino (laughs) looking like a schmuck (laughs) it didn't even seem like he was trying you're not only going to meet the parents for the first time or her mom for the first time, mm-hmm. but you're also going to ask for their blessing and yep. marriage. You want to put your best foot forward. And I don't think he was trying to do that. Yeah. He didn't dress the part. The gifts are kind of like, that's almost expected. So I don't think that was like going above and beyond or anything like that. And then the questions he was asking were just, I don't know. Cringy. I thought, I thought it was an inappropriate question to yeah. ask. Like, she had a lot of boyfriends. Like, I just thought that was just 
not the right question to ask. There are so many million other questions you can ask about her right. daughter than to ask if she had a lot of boyfriends. <laughs> yeah. Do you know how you're coming off? <laughs> First of all, the mom already figured out that he's almost the same age as her. Like yeah. the mom. And already, I think she was so unimpressed. Like you can tell her face. She was bored AF. Yeah. She was so not impressed. She almost didn't want to like serve him the food. Yeah. Her body language. Her the, body language. Yeah. yeah so the, stiff. Her tone. Everything. Yeah. <laughs> so much was said in what she didn't say to him. Right. <laughs> right. 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 Yeah. I think she knew that Jasmine was dating an American, but she didn't know it was that kind. You know what I mean? Like she probably expected maybe business suit, someone who's more well-groomed. Yeah. Someone more put together, I would say. But here's Gino, right? Looking like he's a tourist coming off the streets and <laughs> into her house. And also like I, she can tell that the age gap is so jarring. Yeah. The way that scene played out to me, and I know that Gino cares for Jasmine, but it almost just looked like a, like a sex tourist coming to another yeah. country to, yeah. to swoop up a bride. Yeah. And I was like, and I know he cares. Like, you know what I mean? I'm sure he doesn't listen to this podcast, but again, I know he cares for Jasmine. I think he just could have presented himself better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And the mom only gave her blessing because she loves her daughter and she wants her daughter to be happy. I don't think right. for a second that she was like 100% confident that this is the man that's going to take care of her daughter. <laughs> right. Yeah. I, I personally think that Jasmine deserves better, but I know we've seen her temper. We've seen how crazy she can get, but I still think that she could have landed with someone He's dating above his league, right? Right. So, yeah, totally. She dated down and he obviously... He dated up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Well, from uh, someone who tried to get approval from parent to another couple who got engaged on the show last episode, Memphis and Hamza... What do you think of that proposal? I thought it was really sweet the way he changed to a suit and he got a pretty impressive looking ring. Mm -hmm. Definitely more impressive than what Gino got for Jasmine, I think. What do you think? Or do you want to talk about the translation? (laughs) That was a good translator, by the way. (laughs) Our new MVP. Yeah. Maradona. <laughs> I like his translations. And I think I really like how he tried to emote. Oh, like yeah. whenever he would translate what she was saying, he was saying it with like conviction and yeah. the kind of emotion that Memphis was trying to relay to Hamza. You know, he just wasn't giving like a word for word dictation, right? Like yeah. if she said something because it was emotional, he would like put his all into it. Yeah. And I was like, look at this guy. I think here. some things <laughs> are better said with facial expression. And he did that. He was like, mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Like- <laughs> right. I think he knows too that, like, I think a lot, and not just in the English language, but a lot of how we speak is tone, mm-hmm. is like intonation and the way you say things, right? That's mm-hmm. why people say, it's not what you said, it's the way you said it, right? Like, mm-hmm. 
that carries that that's part of the translation too you can read a joke and if you just read it you know on text it won't it'll be like well that's offensive but when you hear a comedian say it with timing and with emphasizing maybe certain parts so like there's a lot and I think he was trying to capture that and, yeah. and it was really cool to see how he did it I think it helps but I also think it shows that they do they have a language barrier and not just a language barrier but they also need to learn how to communicate period mm-hmm. how to communicate with each other aside from the language the styles in which they communicate and I know that there's a stigma and you know, with how black women are are always silenced and told to like, be quiet and stuff like that. So like, I don't want to completely get into that. But I do want to say, though, that he is more the quiet type. Mm-hmm. And she does tend to like yell at him. So that's not his like conversation style. That's not yeah. how he resolves conflict. So yeah. I think in this particular context, it did fit for him to say, like, she yells at me all the time. And we see that in like most of the episodes. I think she's valid. I think she's frustrated at times. She feels underappreciated. And I didn't give her enough credit myself. There were times when, you know, I was like, man, she's blowing this out of proportion or she's getting way like pissed off. But when she said it, and then I heard it, like, she's like, there's people who think he's a fraud. I have to go against my friends and I have to go against my family to yeah. marry this guy. And then it kind of was like, okay, like, fuck, like, <laughs> I need to remember that too. Right. Like, yeah. I can't just dismiss her for being like pissed off, like right away. You're like yelling at him right away. She's got her own journey and, yeah. and there's people at home that have been telling her, are you sure you want to do this? He just wants to marry you because blah, blah, blah. Like there's people in her ear saying that this is bullshit. I don't think you should be doing this. Yeah. And she's, she's fighting them. So like, she's really coming at this, like, dude, I'm fucking fighting for you. This is frustrating for me. Like, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? So that made me see it in a different light, but they do need to work on their communication, I think it helped that they got a translator. I thought the translator was a really entertaining scene. <laughs> yep. Whether or not the timing is right for them to get married, that's still I'm on the fence about. Well, no, but, I'm not on the fence about that. I just don't think they should get married yet. But we also found out that they've been engaged prior. Mm. And so this is just the, I guess, the in-person proposal. Yeah, right. I forgot so about that. They are going to embark into the next chapter, which is the marriage but yeah I agree they should work on their communication style because here's Hamza who obviously is raised in a predominantly in a Muslim society Mm. and I guess Muslim slash Arab society where the women tend to be traditionally I would I'm not going to blanket it and say all Tunisian women but I'm just going to say that probably in his household the women are more subservient Mm -hmm. and he's not used to Memphis approach on conflict resolution where she raised her voice because I think with Memphis growing up in the US you know I guess that's how she communicates and that's natural over here but when you take it over there people might find it kind of offensive Mm -hmm. maybe that's why he's telling the translator that yeah she yells at me (laughs) yeah when she's probably wants to emphasize her points or maybe that's just how she communicates especially when you're frustrated right I mean you already have this language barrier and you're trying to relay this message over but 
he's not getting it. Obviously, there's a bit of frustration there in your tone, but I still don't know why they want to get married. Uh, yeah. There's a lot of things they need to work on. Mm -hmm. But hey, they're really in love, then so be it. I think the next challenge for them is him being a stepdad to her kids. Mm. Because, he hasn't even done that, right? Right. And she hasn't even introduced him to the kids yet, as far as we know, right, Lon? And the fact that she's close to her ex, that's also pretty sticky because I don't know if he's okay being in a blended family type of situation. Yeah. So That was the point, too, where she started really raising her voice, right? Right. Yeah, I'm gonna need to be in a relationship right, with the <laughs> father of my children. Yeah, like dang. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't know how he received that, but yeah. I don't know if that has computed yet to him. You know what I mean? I wonder if he got you it. Can't fully know until you get into it. Right. Right. It's like Louis or Luis or whatever. Yeah, Louis um, and Molly. And yeah, Louis came over and yeah, and then realized like, oh yeah, I have to deal with Molly's I kids. I deal with their children. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and some people are not ready to be parents. Focus so much on the relationship, but when the relationship comes with attachments, right? They have to deal with the kids, and maybe I mean, for young people, especially. I mean, are they ready to be parents? It's easier said than done. To yeah. say, oh, yeah, children, I want children of my own. It'll be fine. Uh... <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, I guess that's for another season of 90 Day we'll see. We're giving ideas to TLC here, Lon. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see what happens. I think next episode, she's going to confront the mom. I mean, the uh, translator Hamdi, Hamadi, right, is coming back for that. And we're going to see how he emotes <laughs> yeah <laughs> some of that conversation <laughs> oh well okay next up oh man this is a heavy topic right here mike and him <gasps> so oh i have a lot to say the audacity and i'm glad that this happened that the friend was able to talk to both of them because I don't think Michael is quite getting it. I'm surprised that he hasn't gotten it yet. And then mm -hmm. I even think even after hearing it himself that like she doesn't care, but she's fine that he's paying for her stuff. Like with the trailer or with the preview for the next episode, it still looks like he's conflicted and that yeah. he's, he's willing to like see where this goes. Right. Bruh, it's going nowhere. If anything, the only thing that's moving is the money from your pocket. That's mm -hmm. it. Like, yeah. <laughs> that's all. And the only reason she wants to salvage this is because her shit, her lifestyle is being paid for. Right. And like he needed to hear that. And the friend was like, this is what's happening. You need to stop paying for her stuff. And I don't know, it looked like it was computing a bit, but then like when he called his friend again and he told her that, oh, she said that I can stay and we can work this out. And he goes, that's because she wants you to keep paying. Like, yeah. what don't you get, Mike? <laughs> like, yeah, and the friend was just savage, right? Not even savage. I would just say brutally honest. Yeah. Like she's disgusted by you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> like yeah. she is disgusted by you, Mike, and you need to stop paying for her shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jimena was just like, mm, just over there on the side looking like, oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Are you breaking up with me? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm disgusted by you. That's what she said. But then she's like, 
but are you breaking up with me? <laughs> like, dude. Is this yeah. happening right now? Is this like, happening right now? Can yeah. it be postponed? I mean, you know, what about the payments? Or yeah. am I going to still get the, <laughs> Is that still happening? Am I still going to get that those payments? What's, yeah. You still so, sending me money? <laughs> I can see why we kind of vilify her. And it's easy for us to see her as the villain. So I think the truth is starting to bubble up here. The reason why she's very dependent on Mike's money is because she was apparently a webcam girl that he decided to support. And by that, I guess it means her stopping being a webcam girl and him supporting her life. So I guess that's why she wanted to see where this was going, but she didn't expect him to be so clingy. Again, I'm not excusing her behavior. This came out during the show, right? That she used to do that? or No, I think this came out... This was like something I gathered from reading all the... Okay, I must have read that and... same thing too, because I, yeah. I remember seeing something about that. Yeah, basically Mike was her client. And again, this is reminiscent of Karini and Paul, because I think Paul met Karini through a webcam. And Paul told her that, hey, if I pay you, if I support your life, would you stop being a webcam girl and be exclusive to me? So I think this is what happened between Jimena and Mike is that, and I'm guessing the more I talk about this, the more Mike is starting to sound like a sex tourist because I guess he feels entitled to her intimacy because he's paying for her. Uh... But then because you ask her to stop working, that's how she was making money. Uh, and the moment you told her to be exclusive to you and stop working as a webcam girl, and she's obviously expecting you to sustain her lifestyle, and now she wants to get away from you by becoming an OnlyFans model, right? I mean, starting to kind of make sense, even though it is a little diabolical. On that changes part. everything, I think. For me now, that does change yeah. everything because now you're making her dependent on your income and you said that you would provide mm -hmm. so now it's time for you to hold up your end of the bargain i see that exactly yeah. exactly and i think too the reason why she was disgusted by him coming over is because she didn't expect him to be that clingy she wanted that long distance relationship because she's fine with the arrangement right mm. mike wants to pay for her life and she stops being a webcam girl it's a trade you know yeah. So then the other piece that kind of makes sense is Mike, as we know from his previous social media post, was part of the birther movement. He's anti-LGBTQIA. He used the N-word before on his post. So at that point, I don't feel sorry for him. I saw the headline, but I didn't read the article. But it, he, yeah, wow. he didn't sanitize his previous social media post. Which Oof. is bad. This is another situation like Alina, right? Where TLC should have done their background check on him. But anyway, it's wow. also there's also allegations out there from Jimena's latest IG post that Mike has hit her. <gasps> yeah, was physically abusive towards her. So she's trying to defend herself, her image by saying that, hey, Mike is no angel. Like he had hit me before. Wow. Yeah, that's you, you a lot. Can't, wow, that's that's crazy. So another tea to spill here. Apparently, 
this is confirmation that Mike and Jimena are obviously over because mm-hmm. uh, someone saw him filming uh, with TLC in New York. So they suspect that he might be filming The Single Life. Oh my gosh. Okay, well, now that we know about these posts, let's make it fair. If you're going to cancel, quote unquote, Alina, uh, yeah, you should. Then you might as well, him. right, right. Yeah, to the tell all, don't feature him anymore. And Cut he, off his show, like right, <laughs> right, and stop filming him. Yeah, but stop filming him. Yeah. Again, I think what we as the viewers are seeing is that the producers are trying to paint a really nice guy image of Mike, mm-hmm. right? And we bought into it. We bought into it. Ate it up because, like, here he is talking to his friends and saying, "Hey, she wants space." She doesn't want me to be around her. And obviously, as his friends, they were livid. They were like, wait a minute, you pay for her and you flew over there and she's not giving you the time of the day? Like, what the hell, you know? And then now she's saying that she's disgusted by you and everything. Well, because Mike is acting like he's entitled to this property that he bought, Mm -hmm. you know? So. Wow. Yeah, I mean, it changes now, everything. <laughs> right. Now I'm like, yeah, she shouldn't be intimate with you because maybe she is truly disgusted by you because Ma'am. you kind of impose yourself on her. I'm glad you brought that up because, again, like this is unreality TV, really, right? And <laughs> we have to be careful, especially me, to uh, into falling into these narratives, these narratives yeah. right? Right. That they want to spin. And like, we try our best listeners to try to look at it and say, okay, what's fabricated? What isn't, you know, we try to get the tea to get a full picture of the person and not just the narrative, but, Mm -hmm. you know, I'll, I'll admit this one I totally bought and I totally fell for and wow, that changes how I see everything. Yep. Yep. Me too. You know, at first I was team Jimena and then I was team Mike. And then now I'm like, well, maybe both of them just shouldn't be a feature at all yeah so that's pretty much it for mike and Jimena. all right lon are we ready to talk about the pastor oh my gosh and his 22 year old <laughs> this is <laughs> friend this is one of the most entertaining couples i think <laughs> it's all cringy it's all cringy and there's yeah. all these twists and every episode so far for them has been like a one-up, right? It's like, mm-hmm. oh man, I can't wait to see what happens next. Yeah, and then and this one is she like, real? Straight, Ooh, yeah, is she real, real right? And yeah. then boom, like, what, what's this? Here are her parents paid actors too, and yeah. why does she have her own place? And and now it's just gotten to this point where I'm just like, wait, this is just too much. Wait, like, okay, are the messages that they're exchanging? It's so messed up that even he's fucking lost at this point he's just like well that's news to me that we're just friends right but i get it okay so let's 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 unpack everything let's unpack everything yeah there was just so much if y'all follow the twitter 90 day fiance wtf there Mm -hmm. were some things that that obviously poked fun out of the scene like She's obviously bilingual and it's just so weird that he's using a phone <laughs> like a translator app. That's an okay to- boomer moment. Yeah, for her to talk to her friends. Her friends, dude. <laughs> First of all, are those really her friends? Or I know. Again, let's take a step who back. happen to be dressing the same <laughs> color scheme clothing. Yeah. Because someone noticed that and they were like, huh, 
So TLC must have put out a casting call for blue jeans or blue pants wearing cream color top actresses because the two of them came and then they look so awkward together, like no hugs, no air kisses, no nothing. And I get it. It's still COVID, but they're all not wearing masks. So I'm like, just go ahead and hug it out. You know what I mean? Yeah. They were like, yeah, hey, we're here. (laughs) (laughs) They just showed up. Hey, Hey, we're Peruvian. This is the right place and time, right? (laughs) (laughs) You're going to buy us ice cream now? (laughs) We memorized the script. All the different memes and stuff about, (laughs) oh, look, here's Ben taking out some girls for ice cream. (laughs) I know. He is the chaperone of a school field trip or something, right? Yeah, that entire scene was awkward. Their body language was weird. I think he was giving off a weird vibe. So whether those were her friends or not, they were like kind of weirded out. And it was just super weird. And then for him to get the answers that he got from Mahogany, he said, well, are you surprised or whatever? I forget exactly how the conversation went, but she said, Mm -hmm. oh, we're surprised that you're her boyfriend or whatever. She just told us a friend was coming to visit. Right. Which led to the question, uh, what what am I to you? (laughs) 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 Nervous laugh, nervous laugh. (laughs) Like, oh my gosh. (laughs) And what do you think? Asking you as a woman, Mm -hmm. because I I have my own thoughts about it. Mm -hmm. Ask you as a woman, if you had never met a person before, do you think what she was saying like holds up? Is there any water in her argument that, well, yeah, you're supposed to talk about marriage and things like that to all make sure you're on the same page but like we never said we were dating or we never made it official again right like, and a similar boat to this whole Uzma yeah. and Kimberly thing like is it understood you're dating should there be a concrete like hey we're dating right mm-hmm. <laughs> you, you'd have thought that he would have figured this shit out before flying all the way there to meet her parents yeah one right <laughs> so what yeah. do you, I mean what do you what do you think about that um I think me personally I wouldn't have used language that would have let him on. But that said, because uh, here's the thing, and if the texts are real, she did talk about starting a family. She threw out the L words quite a bit. So as someone like him, who's from a much older generation, that to him is like, whoa, we sealed the deal there. We're exclusive, right? Even though they didn't really explicitly say that. But I think to her, she's probably a Gen Zer from, you know, some, someone who, who texts a lot, obviously. That's just regular talk. That's probably yeah. her just sussing him out, just figuring out what kind of man he is. But to her, it's chatting. Like what she says, it's just texting. It's just chatting, right? <laughs> well, what's the big deal? You know, and I think too, she didn't take it seriously because she didn't want him to be there to begin yeah. with. Yeah, Which makes it even more creepier that even though he found out that she's not the age that she said she was, she didn't live with her parents. She didn't really pick him up from the airport. And yet he really aggressively pursued this like his Mm -hmm. life depended on it. Like God was telling him to do that. Right. (laughs) And again, I think that's, that's blasphemous to use God's name in that regard because... God didn't tell you to like pursue someone who's your daughter's age. Right. (laughs) You're saying that God did, but let's be real. That's your sexual desire. Right. To nail 
someone that's half your age. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I don't understand why, like, if he was a righteous man that we think he is, right? If he's a true guy who walks the, what do you call it, like, walk the path as straight and narrow, right? Right. The moment he knew her age, he would have turned around and took the next flight out. He would have at least driven back to Lima, to the capital city, and maybe uh, give himself a few days before he catch the next flight out. But yet, he agreed to meet with Mahogany, and he arranged, I don't think it was him, but I think it was TLC, arranged for a date out in the desert, which is super pretty, by the way. And... I credit her for asking all the right questions. You know, right, like, right, what, what right. happened to your previous relationship? Oh, this didn't make it. This didn't work out. And she was like, well, it seems like the common denominator here is you. Right. <laughs> you know? <laughs> right. And he's like, oh, like he has no comeback for that. Bro, that's it's all you, man. You got to work on yourself first before you yeah. this. So. Yeah, I applaud her for asking questions like, have you dated other 20-year-olds? Because it is pretty creepy. Yeah. So let me take a step back. The whole thing about God is calling me, I despise that. And I'm not as religious as I used to be, but it's a way for people who are religious or whatever. To me, it's a way for them to like absolve themselves mm. of responsibility and accountability. It's not me that wants this. God is calling me to do this. So I must do it. And I just hate that. You can preface every decision you make, every poor decision you make, every, you know what I mean? By saying, oh, I, I believe God's calling me to do it. Anybody can fucking say that. You can murder somebody and, and say that, right? And say, mm -hmm. oh, I believe God was calling me too, right? When you when you preface shit like that, it, no, it, it takes away the fact that you want this for yourself. Yeah. No higher being wants this for you, but you, you know, and, and I think that's completely what he was doing in this case is trying to justify why he's trying to justify this entire thing. And like, no, dude, don't, don't do that. People caught on too on social media. Like, can you just leave God out of this? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, just admit it. Your dick wants her. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, all of us are adults. We would understand. It's human nature. Own up to it, bro. Yeah. yeah just, own can up. you just own up to it? Yeah. Just own, own it. Just it. say like, hey, she's pretty. I like her. I want to bang her. Yeah. And my thing too is I get it. The whole marriage talk, she did lead him on, right? But also... I don't know. For me, I would have confirmed something like that. For you as in you as Ben would confirm or you Right. If I was on, if US I was mahogany going Mahogany would explicitly like verbatim. If I were confirm. Ben. Okay. Well, either one of them should have confirmed where they stood. I think it's natural to know where you stand. So it kind of confuses me that like he didn't know that yeah. he didn't that he had to ask her. Were you working on an assumption the whole time? For me, I, I was more shocked that he hadn't confirmed that. Yeah. I was more shocked at that than her saying, of course, yeah, you're a friend. That wasn't as shocking. I was still shocked. But like at the same time, I was like, that's natural. Like one, he doesn't understand how dating is right now. Like mm. when you're on Tinder, you don't just swipe right. And then you're like, that's the guy I got a match. You fucking get like five or six different matches. And I don't know. I don't personally know. I don't use Tinder. And like, I've only ever like matched once. 
but girls get matches. <laughs> Y'all get 100, 200, and that's on the low end, right? And then you probably match with, I would say, 20, 30, 40. I don't know. I'm just saying, though, he doesn't know that. <laughs> yeah. Dude, so I just want to go on record by saying I, I can confirm that, Lon, because I've never <laughs> online date. I'm so traditional. Like, I, yeah. I don't do online dating, but that's a good number for for women to have. I think Ben is probably clueless about the dating scene nowadays, you know? Yeah. When the, when the part where she goes, that was just texting. Chatting. Yeah. yeah. Texting. <laughs> I was like, yeah, dude, you're like, Chill, number, you're like number six yeah. for someone in her app, dude. What did you use? Like fucking PeruvianGirls.com. I don't know where you met her, but like there's hella people talking to her, dude. And they're all saying we should get married. <laughs> I want to say they met through Instagram. I, I want. Oh, that's right. You're right. You're right. I think to him, Instagram even better. <laughs> yeah, she approached him because he was a fitness model, and I guess. But again, I'm seeing a pattern here, right? Not only did she lead him on, on text, but also through her photos. The way it was filtered, it was catfished. Did she I send think, those to him, or were those readily no, available those were, on her socials? They were on her socials. Mm. Even if she sent him direct through his DM, I still think she probably sent those doctored photos. Right. But I, I'm talking about led him on in terms of where they stood in the relationship. Like if those right. photos yeah. were available on social, then everybody sees them, dude. Those aren't exclusive to right. you. It's not like she took private photos like that. She only, and even then, who knows how many people she's sending photos to? Like you, you didn't get confirmation before you flew out there. That's the thing too, is that that's what I'm saying. She, there seems to be a pattern with her mm. leading people on. Mm. And maybe that's her shtick. She's been chatting with all these men. She's been posting or sending all these heavily filtered photos of her. And then who knows what kind of talk she's been doing with other men. Maybe she promised the same thing. So again, this is a case where, like I've said before in our previous episode, is like you play stupid games, you win stupid prizes. And in yeah. this case, someone like, Ben took it too far and went and pursued you and literally sought you out, which again, it's not excusable, but this is what happens when you lead people on. And if you net a psychopath, this is what happened. They will <laughs> seek you out. <laughs> so be careful yeah. how you conduct yourself even online because some people take it literally. They see you throw out the word love and family and children and God. They're like, combine all of that. She's the one. I'm going to go for her. Like I said, he started to realize that, okay, she lied about her age. She's not living in this apartment. What else is she lying about? And yet he's still sticking around because he wants to see where he can take this. Yeah. So it's very predatory. But the, the, the fantasy that he's had in his head, he's pushing for that. Like, yeah. I want I want this so bad, dude. Yeah. And the moment he took her out of town, right, to this place that's three hours away from where they live or where she mm -hmm. lives, I'm already like, oh, my God, it's a kidnap. <laughs> yeah. It's a kidnap with cameras following you. But I was like really worried for her. And then when he started touching her bag, the small of her bag and start to rub it, yeah. I was like, oh, he's trying to make moves. Ew. Every time that he was that to me, at least when he was touching her and pulling her in closer and stuff, yeah. it was almost like he was forcing because even when her friends, quote unquote, right, because we don't really know. But even that scene, like she sat a good foot 
away. And then when they had a good laugh about how sweet or whatever, oh yeah, her friends he, like scoot closer. He like, yeah, he scooted in, and then he grabbed her and he pulled her. <laughs> I'm like, dude, <laughs> can you read the room here? Can you read the body language? You just look creepy and forced. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. I guess in a way, it's good that cameras are following them because can you imagine if this happened off cameras? I'm scared for her. Yeah. And you're right. I think when it came down to it, when it came down to it, let's put all our cards on the table moment, right? He tried to make it romantic. It's nighttime and all that stuff. And Desert. She didn't fall for the romance or whatever and the smoke and mirrors. She had a good head on her shoulders during that moment. And I was like, well, what about this? And what about that? And there's things that aren't adding up. Mm. And then when she asked, that was the shadiest answer. Well, I don't need to defend my past. Normally I I get it. I kind of get that. But at least there needs to be some things that need to be revealed if you're going to have this kind of conversation. Right, right. I think it's unfair maybe to blame somebody for their past and try to bring it into your relationship in certain contexts, like, oh, well, why did you fuck that person? Well, it doesn't matter because we weren't together at the time and that happened before I met you. Had I known it would offend you, I wouldn't have done it. In that context, when people bring up the past, I was like, I didn't even know you existed. Why are we talking about this? Oh, in this you know, case, I didn't know you were born already. But... <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. Leave but the past like, where it is. In, in this case, she's just asking for him to own up to certain things. And right. then he's like, well, I don't think I need to defend myself. <laughs> okay. Shady. <laughs> so I thought we can leave our listeners with some food for thought. I know by now we are giving Ben a lot of flack for dating someone half his age, which is kind of like common in the 90 Day Fiancé. But how come we don't reserve the same energy for Darcy and Stacy, who dates mm. men half their age? Yeah. <laughs> I want to say my position on that, there's a glaring age difference. And it happened with, who was the other one? The 60, 70 year old? I forget. She went to India, Samit and... Um, oh yeah, Jenny and Samit. And Jenny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. like, I get it. It's gross. So my position on that is like, well, if if they're two consenting adults and they love each other and it's a consensual kind of thing and they know yeah. where they stand. Yeah, they're you know understanding. Mean, then, yep. Right. Then, you know, who am I to get in the way of their happiness? True. Right. But this whole Ben Mahogany thing is such a clusterfuck. The vibe is creepy. The right. energy is creepy. It's just weird and all that. So it, it makes their age difference even more glaringly obvious right and again when you said boomer energy right you could tell (laughs) they're so far removed from each other yeah that it makes it even creepier right but like i will say yeah we give them a lot of shit and then all this stuff but you know at the end of the day i think like if she's making an educated decision and again they're two consenting adults it's like you said, when it comes to Darcy and Stacy or Samit and Jenny, there are couples that are happy together, who yeah. love each other and want to be in relationships together and, and they're consenting to it. Yeah. So like you know, Rebecca and Ziet too, I think. Yeah, like there's an obvious age difference and yeah. stuff like that. So I don't harp on it too much, right? But it is there. It does exist and we address it here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I just wanted to, to throw that in. Yeah. I think too, I was going to say the reason why I like chuckle just now is because 
Fraudcast Media or Frauded by TLC previously, <laughs> she called Ben wonky eyes. <laughs> I feel bad when I see there's a lot of memes there's out there. There's a lot. Yeah. Dude. There's a lot. And some of the tweets I've read, oh, every time Ben mentions God, God closes his eyes even more. <laughs> Something like that. And I was just like, oh my God, that's so fucked up. up. What about yeah. there's a meme that's about up. Memphis and the, the vertical stripe pants that she was wearing? Oh, someone, I saw that. Don't wear like, those pants, girl. <laughs> yeah. No, someone put like when you have a proposal at 415 and clown college at 430. <laughs> That's fucked up, dude. Yeah. Y'all with the memes, man. Y'all yeah. savage out there, yeah, y'all. y'all savage. <laughs> Night day fiance fans yeah. are like true savages. Yeah. But, yeah. Now that puts us on the spotlight. Oh, right? yeah. like, where does that leave us as kind of a, a gossip podcast or a pop culture gossip reality TV podcast? It's almost as if that's... I try to be as nice or as simple yeah. as possible. But I think too that almost expected when it comes to these kinds of shows these kinds of like dumpster fire yeah <laughs> they signed shows. up to be a public figure yeah 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 there's going to be some mild shading right <laughs> shade <laughs> throwing and it's a lot of uh, open criticism yeah. being subjected that way but you know lon i think i can confidently say that for the two of us even though people might see us as a gossip podcast right whatever you want to label us I think at the end of the day, what you need to know is that we see these people as human. And yeah, we right. may make fun of them, but we're not stalking them. We're right. not like sending them hate messages on DMs. In fact, I think, you know, between what we're doing in our day to day, we have no time to actually engage with the cast of 90 Day Fiancé. Personally, I think we have DM with Kenny and Armando. I think they do mm-hmm. engage and I think... Some of them may have listened to our podcast episode here and there. Mm -hmm. But otherwise, I think, you know, whoever's listening right now, just know that Lon and myself, we treat you guys as humans. And even more so based on what we said last week, that with this whole Russia-Ukraine conflict, our hearts go out to folks like Lana and Yara's family and Natalie's family and who else? All those people that are suffering from this whole crisis, you know? And if anyone out there is listening and you do object, by all means, we invite you to engage with us. Mm -hmm, (laughs) We mm do. Um, I think Kenny like also did correct us on some things that he said and and confirmed some other things we said too. He was he was very cool about it. Like, oh, you guys got this part right, but this part you guys didn't quite get right. And here's, you know, here's more information on it. So I mean, we are not above. Um, getting corrected or mm. getting our information. We've been straight. corrected before. I think <laughs> I know we've used some words that have been offensive to some of our listeners, and we've been accountable. I think we'll own up to it. We'll own up to it. We're we're flawed people. Like we're not. We're not perfect. We're not that cool. <laughs> <laughs> we're cool, but we're not. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Lon. As usual, let's wrap up with our WTF moments. Oh, I'm gonna go with Gino. Mm. Uh, Gino meeting the mom, Jasmine's mom for the first time and just bombing the entire thing. (laughs) Let's just put it that way. Like that entire (laughs) thing was just not a good look for Gino. Not a great first impression, especially Mm -hmm. if you're going to ask for her daughter's hand in marriage. Um, I think that that should have went way better. Um, I think at least to me, that that question about how many men she's dated came off a bit inappropriate to ask at that point and 
you know, I get he that he has insecurities about about his hair, but again, it's a religious custom and it's prayer and just take the hat off. Yeah, dude. <laughs> just up. take it off, dude. So um, I think uh, the whole meeting, meeting your mom for the first time, that was a WTF moment for me. Mm. Well, for me, it's a toss up between Benjamin's Spanish uh, when he said, uh, he meant to say hombre, uh, which yeah. is hunger, I think, or hungry. And then he uh, said hombre. Hombre. Like, what? what? Are you brother? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And also, I think a lot of people have made comments about this. So I'm just going to jump in the bandwagon, y'all. Uh, what's up with Mahogany's choppy hair? What happened there? Uh, someone said it was a TikTok trend where you kind of layer your own hair and you follow a certain TikTok style and i was like oh my god yep see that wasn't that's layered. the thing, <laughs> I don't know. That's I the don't thing think... is that ben is probably from the payphone generation or you know aol maybe at the most and here's mahogany who's from the tiktok generation so yeah. <laughs> figure that out <laughs> so yeah i saw that and i was like mm, you could do better it's than, different yeah <laughs> than those really wild layers that you did on your own i don't know so yeah, that's my uh, WTF moment for this week. And as usual, before we close close, I have a few news to share with our listeners. Mm-hmm. Should I start with some good news or bad news? Let's end on a good note. <laughs> okay, I can do that. So start with the bad news. and then Start yeah, with the bad news. Yeah, so yeah. this is truly a bad news. Apparently, Chuck Elizabeth's dad, Andre's father-in-law, has cancer. Um, we don't know what kind, but it was revealed that he is having health issues and apparently it was cancer or it is cancer. So again, you know, these are real people. I know we make fun of Chuck, but it doesn't mean that we don't want to send out thoughts and prayers to mm-hmm. the podcast family, even though how trashy they can be on TV. But again, these are real people. I invite you all to have a bit of compassion and their family is probably going through a lot, especially since, right. from what I read, the sisters have all not made up, but maybe they're saving that for the next season of, oh. I, I don't know, what is it? Uh, forgot what they're, oh no, they don't have their own show. That's it. Maybe they will have their own show. But this is some serious news, apparently. So again, like I said, thoughts and prayers. Yeah. The other, not really bad news, but maybe it's a kind of okay news. David from uh, David and Lana who's very familiar with Ukraine, guess what? He's volunteering to fight for Ukraine. What? Yep. He is going over to offer his IT skills and I guess his knowledge on drones (laughs) and help fight in this Russia-Ukraine war. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Hats off to him. I guess he felt a certain sense of patriotism maybe towards uh, Ukraine and decided to help fight in the, the current war. So let's hope that everything's okay with him, that he survived. Hopefully he's he's Mm -hmm. not really in the front lines. That's something that I caught on. Commendable. Yeah, very commendable. Salute to David. All right. So ending in a slightly positive news, even though it's not really positive news, this might be satisfying. So Tinder Swindler, the guy, the antagonist, I would say, right? The, what's his name? Shimon Hayat. Yeah. He got swindled, yo. What? He got swindled. 
he and his team tried to get the certified blue check on Instagram. Yeah. Someone approached him and claims to be able to help him with that because her partner was working with Meta with Facebook. Right. And because Instagram is owned by Facebook, she said like, oh, okay, I can hook you up with my boyfriend who knows how to get this blue check mark, right? Where I guess that means that you're a celebrity or you're a public figure. I guess that's where you can get brands to work with you or to get sponsorship. So the so-called boyfriend met with him. Apparently, the way he describes it is that this guy was video conferencing with him from an office that looks like it may have been a Facebook or Meta office and managed to con $6,000 from him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yep. wow. So I don't know if he got the check mark in the end. I, I don't even know if he activated his Instagram or I don't know, Facebook or whatever. But that was the news that I caught that he got swindled. And then to add on to that, the forgot what was the surname that he was using, the fake surname that he was using. It was the surname of the diamond Empire, Le- yeah. yeah. So the Levy family is suing him. Nice. Mm. For painting such a bad image on their right. brand, for tarnishing like the, their, their you know, family yeah. name. Defamation, Defamation or whatever. Yeah. 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 So yeah. Good. It's being filed in Israel. So I think uh Shimon's getting his, yeah. his views, you know. Now hopefully some of that money can go to the victims too. Right. Hopefully. Totally. Yeah. That's good news. Right. Thanks for listening, WTFers. If you love the podcast, give us a five star review on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you get your podcasts. It is appreciated and really helps us out. You can also find us under listener support on anchor.fm and donate for as low as 99 cents or on Patreon at WTF Extra. You can engage with us on email, Twitter, and Instagram at 90 Day Fiance WTF. We especially would like to hear what your WTF moments are each episode. We might even shout you out. Don't forget to like, share, and follow the podcast. You can find me on Instagram at lon, L-A-N, underscore like, underscore lon, L-A-W-N. Click on the link in my bio for additional socials. Lon, what are you watching right now? Did we talk about Worst Roommate? Oh, we need to talk about that. Yeah, so I finished Worst Roommate, and I'm now watching, I started, The Dropout on Mm, Hulu Hulu, about the Theranos, uh, right, with Amanda Seyfried. Highly recommend them both. Yeah, I just finished Worst Roommate Ever on Netflix and uh, Reacher on Amazon Prime, which I highly recommend. I think I started Reacher, but I never got around to finishing it. Is it the final season? No, it's season one. Oh, wait, so I'm thinking of something else then. Yeah, probably another series. But yeah, this is season one and it got picked up. Apparently, it's one of the highest rated uh, Amazon Prime shows recently. So the moment season one got released, it got picked up for season two. Isn't that based on a, a book. graphic novel? or? It's based on a book by, okay. damn, I forgot his name. But yeah, it was a movie before starring Tom Cruise. Mm, okay. But this one is a little bit more accurate because uh, Jack Reacher in the books is supposed to be a six foot two guy built like a football player. And Tom Cruise isn't six foot two, <laughs> unfortunately. <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty sure he did Reacher well enough for someone else to pursue the TV version of it because it's the same company. Skydance is, I think, Tom Cruise's production company. Right. Uh, 
or maybe it's not. I don't know. Yeah, no, Skydance is Tom Cruise's production company that picked up and turned this into a TV series. But yes, let's talk about worst roommate ever. What are your thoughts, Lon? So I didn't know it was going to be what it's about. So anybody out there, I know we all watch reality TV and that's why we listen to this podcast, but I also actually listen to a bunch of true crime podcasts. Mm. And uh, when I tuned into Worst Roommate, I had no idea it was going to be a, a true crime series. And for me, my favorite case was, I believe it was the first episode and it was- um, So it was close to home, Lon. A, a serial killer, right? Was that the one? Are you talking about Dorothea Puente? Yes. The yeah, one, she, uh, who, the bodies in the backyard and all that yeah, stuff? Yeah, she's in downtown Sacramento. In fact, Crazy. we're going to drive down to Sacramento to see if... <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, so apparently her house is four blocks from like City Hall. It's in the downtown area and it's in a historical area where you cannot demolish the house. So the house is still there. Wow. Yeah, I, I heard about that case on an actual true crime podcast. So when it began, you know, within the first five minutes, I was like, I know this story. So it was really, really good. I highly recommend it. What was your favorite story from that series? The terrible guy. It's, yeah, the last one. Yeah, I can understand why it was a two-part special because this guy was probably the worst roommate you could ever imagine. And it scared the living shit out of me because... He was brilliantly terrifying. Yeah. This guy, he knew the law. He knew tenancy laws and he abused them. Mm -hmm. And I think he's such a sociopath that he got off terrorizing his roommates. Mm -hmm. Ruined their lives mostly. For, Made their lives they're miserable. Recovering. Yeah, yeah. They're recovering from it. Yeah. yeah. His name is Jemison Bachman. And this was all happening in the Eastern Seaboard, like New York City, Philadelphia area. So... I think this is also, well, I can't say this is before Airbnb because he was staying in an Airbnb. So this guy just serial squatter, right. um, doesn't want to pay up his rent, passive aggressively. He moved furniture around and he took furniture for himself and locked himself in the room with those furniture. Yeah. My theory is that he just decided to go about life not paying a single dime because he knew he could. He's he, a con he, man. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Everything about him was a con right from the beginning, like right. showing up without telling people that he had a pet, you know, mm. already right away. Like, yeah, so red first, right there. Yeah. First off, he would just, aside from the fact that he would present himself as a nice guy, but like, you know, right when you're saying, okay, I'll take the room and you show up, you don't tell them that you have pets. You know what I mean? Or in yeah. one in one case, I don't want to spoil too much because I want you guys to see it too. Yeah. But in one case, he didn't even like answer an ad or anything. He just knocked on the door with cash in hand, uh, a U-Haul and his dog <laughs> and yeah. cats or whatever. And yeah. the woman was so pressured and actually needed the money anyway. Yeah, that was a victim in yeah. um, Queens near the Rockaway Beach, actually. So everything he did right from the beginning was to con himself into getting into the home or apartment or whatever. Yeah. So there are four different episodes. So Lon, let me ask you without giving away too much, right? Because we want our listeners to watch it. Let's talk about the first episode. That's Dorothea Puente, right? Mm -hmm. How the hell did she do the bodies by herself? You know what I mean? 
Yeah. So did and she that's, have help? I think she had help, right? I think okay. she had help. But and, they didn't and, catch the help. Even no. though the help would have been like an accomplice to a crime, right? Right, right. It could have even been people that lived there. I forget exactly who, but like, yeah, the, there's no way she did it by herself, especially the the heavier fella. But right. Yeah. They were mostly men. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. so my next question is, do you think the social worker that sent Bert to her should have been blamed for it? Because here's why. She wasn't licensed. I don't know why the social workers think that just because she's a n- nice old looking lady that she would be able to take care of all this folks with mental illness. Like, why do you think it was okay for the social worker to drop him off at this stranger's house just because she housed other strangers and she's not licensed? Oh, yeah, I didn't know that. Because was she in a network? What did she find her in a network of other or was she, it just word of mouth? It was word of mouth because apparently Dorothea aligned herself with famous people, not famous, I would say like with the politicians, like she was a generous donor, right? She was known in the community, people in positions of power, right? So she's seen as someone that is that was trustworthy. So I just wonder what made the social worker feel that it's okay to house someone with schizophrenia mm-hmm. in, in like a halfway house type of situation. You know what I mean? Right, right. I feel like she should have taken accountability and I think she did in her own way. She was like, what have For I guilt. done? Yeah. yeah. But I'm like, yeah, you kind of sentenced him to yeah. that, I feel. Are there um, laws in place though that protect, you know what I mean? Like that, that say... You cannot do this un- unless the person is 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 like a licensed, I don't know, therapist or caretaker or or wherever. Uh, Are there laws in place to protect? I, I want to say they might have been or they might have not been because mm. we don't know how regulated things were back then in the eighties, mm. right? But yeah, that was the few things that I was questioning from episode one. Episode two is. Uh, Casey Joy and Maribel. And I think a lot of people in SoCal know about this. So Maribel is a vet, is an army vet whose body was found, well, I wouldn't say by the roadside, but she was murdered and they couldn't get a confession. But they nailed this guy by the searches that he did on, on the laptop. I forget. I forget. I don't know why this one isn't ringing a bell. Yeah, that was episode two. I sh- I finished the series, so I might have I, I might have just forgotten. Yeah, this one happened in Orange, California. She was an army vet. Oh wait, I do know. Yeah. I do know. Yeah, Maribel Ramos, the younger woman. Right. Right. Yeah. Okay. And he was pretending not to speak proper English when he was actually raised in Tennessee. It was her actual, yeah, okay. So I I remember completely now. And yeah, worst roommate ever because it actually was a roommate and he had a sob story and because she was really kind hearted, Mm -hmm. like believed him and he fell in love with her. He had a crush on her. Yeah, it became a deadly kind of crush. Oh my gosh. Yeah. But they didn't get a confession. He got busted. Mm -hmm. He got busted, uh, I think, telling lies. I think it 
they narrowed it all down. And when, when it all came to it, it was like, okay, this is the last guy we got left and his stories aren't lining up, but right. I forgot exactly what it was, but there was evidence right on his laptop. Well, they thought there were was, searches and it was enough it was to deduce. Yeah. 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 Cause he was searching like, how long does it take for a body to rot? He, he, he did, did it at a public library. Right. <laughs> and he did the Google satellite. Yeah, I know. It's like, Lucy. he did this Google satellite thing on where her body was found. Right. Okay. Enough, they, yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But they, he still hasn't confessed that it was him. But wait, he didn't get away with it, right? No, he was napped. Yeah. He, he yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. Good, 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 good. Right, right, right. And then the third episode is about this guy who asked for funding and donation to run those extreme marathon like the Atacama yeah 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 which one of our ex-colleague did by the way remember Adam 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 right yeah Yeah, he 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 does all those that came to mind (laughs) when I saw that I was like oh Adam Park did this and it cost a lot apparently it cost tens of thousands of dollars yeah that was one of those stories where I could see myself falling for something like that. At first, you're like, oh, that's obvious. Why didn't you check? Why didn't you check? But again, when you're victimized like that, it's a different story to experience it and to believe, oh, this guy seems trustworthy and to believe, yeah, like, oh, he he is. And, And things were checking out, you know, they would do research and he has photos of himself in like extreme marathons and things like that. So they're not thinking to Google, is this guy a fraud? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And he did just. Oh, he does, I would say, because he's still out there, by the way. Oh, that's right. He does enough to convince people that he does run marathon because he yeah. looks the part. He does have photos of, and people know him from the marathon circuit. Mm-hmm. But that's the thing is that he discovered a way to con people out of, out of his participation of this marathon. It's just that he doesn't finish them. Mm-hmm. Right. I just don't like the fact, I took offense that he tried to tug at people's heart by saying like, hey, I'm running for Palestine. And right. y'all know the background on Palestine. So it's like, obviously people are going to be like, yeah, I want to support this. Right. And he fucking like frauded all of them based on that. And I'm like, dude, not cool, man. And he tried to murder one of his roommates. So right. again, not, not trying to spoil a lot of things, but just watch because you guys are going to discover the details when you watch the show. So But yeah, for me, my favorite and most terrifying episode is about Jamison Bachman because... Serial Squatter. Yeah. Lon, I do have a question for you. And this is me coming from a very conservative society. You know, it's also being someone who used to be religious. I'm still not quite unindoctrinated. But how is it that women are fine having male roommates? I'm not saying that you cannot, but I'm just saying that Jamison Bachman, a really great reason not to have male roommates. Male if you're roommates. if you're a woman, if you're a single woman living on your own, right? What makes you think that it's safe to have a male roommate, especially unfortunately right. they chance upon someone who's like as terrifying and as like a sociopath like Jamison? Right. Yeah. You know, the only thing I can say to that is maybe they don't want to be discriminatory or maybe at the time they they didn't feel 
that this person would be a threat. Yeah. Right, right, right. That they wouldn't be a threat. I know maybe in some cases too, they needed the money. Like the, uh, that, like the person who was like, she considered it a blessing Mm. because she was going to lose her home. Yeah. So when a guy, she said it right. When when he shows up on my doorstep with cash in hand, she's like, yes, like I can pay the mortgage or whatever. Mm. It all depends on the, on the circumstances at the time. But like, I think in one case, the person was what, like ex-military or something. So probably thought she could fend for herself. She, um, she knew self-defense. I don't think she was ex-military, but she the, learned... the, the second story. Yeah. Was Sonia it? was, uh, she's a third, um, we call it like brown belt uh, jujitsu actually. Oh, I thought it showed a photo of her in, in like a uniform with a beret or something. Oh, really? No, that that's Maribel. That's what I meant. Yeah, that's. Oh yeah, yeah, that's yeah, right. Like she probably was like, that's the thing. I'm, fucking, I'm a military person. I'll take yeah. this guy out. You know, <laughs> I feel bad, but at the same time, like I wish. Got to be careful, right? But she has yeah. military training. Mm. Like I, like I wonder. I, I, he must have used something on her, like chloroform or something, to like knock her out and. But there was struggle, right? I think there must have been struggle because he got scratches on his arm. But again, like yeah. I, I, I wonder, like if you're army trained and U.S. has one of the best military in the world, like wouldn't you be able to take out a civilian, even if it's by, even if it's ambushed, yeah, or if it's it, not, if it's not a gunshot, right? Like this, it, this is a com- like combat, hand to hand fight. Wouldn't she be able to take out? And I don't want to talk ill of the dead, but I'm just, I guess that was one of the shocking thing about that episode is that, you know, here's someone who's army trained and you're army trained. Like if someone were to try to attack you, would you be able to take them out? Or is it more, more nuanced or much more complicated than that? I think a lot of things come into play where weapons involved. Was there um, an advantage? Like, I think part of it too was, you know, did he surprise her? Was it a surprise mm. attack? There's just a lot. Was he just stronger as a man physically? Mm. Could he overpower her regardless of her training, right? If mm-hmm. if she's not taking him to the ground right away and getting an advantage in terms of positioning, mm-hmm. if he's stronger, like he could overpower her based on strength. Mm-hmm. There's just a lot of things, right? Yeah. 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 Oh, man. That's really yeah. sad. That was really, really sad for me. But yeah, the last guy definitely takes the cake. Yeah, because that could happen to us. That can happen to anybody. Yeah. The last guy. Yeah. And you're just like, get the fuck out, bro. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, no, because the law protects me. Yeah. And I'll see you in court. And I'm staying here forever. In like one case, like two years, three years when she Four wanted years. him out, like a, yeah. a few months ago or something. Like, yeah. oh my gosh, I could not. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, I don't think I, I don't want to spoil too much. Yeah. Again, like, but that, yeah, frust- that was super frustrating. It. Yeah. I was just like, oh my God. Yeah. And the ending too wasn't satisfying. The thing I don't like about the Jamison episode is how his friends tried to humanize him. Mm-hmm. But okay, granted, they didn't know that he was terrorizing people. But I guess it's such a bad look on their part when. Here's someone who is like going around terrorizing people with this squatting and legal actions and everything. And here's the friends trying to justify why he's 
Yeah. He, he was supposed to be a brilliant guy. And I was like, oh gosh, like, come on. Anyway, yeah, the ending wasn't satisfying. And I hope you guys watch it because then you understand why. Yeah. Let us know what you think. Again, that one is, it's not, not even really a plug. Just we like to talk about what we're watching. And that one's called... Worst roommate, Worst roommate ever. ever. And, and also, if, if anyone wants to talk about Love is Blind season two, <laughs> I watched that one. I also just watched the season finale. So hit me up. Damn. Okay, I'll get on that one. I promise. You're fine. <laughs> All right, y'all. I think today is happy. It was an international, international Women's, Women's Day. Happy International Women's Day. At, at the time of this recording, it's International Women's Day. So happy um, International Women's Day, Nadia. Thank you. I sir. appreciate thank you. you. Oh, thank you. I appreciate you. And yes, Lana, I, I, I was going to take a jab at that tweet that you sent me. Unfortunately, we are two best friends on the podcast. We're not sworn enemies. We're not acting. So I know that tweet was like, why can't it be two sworn enemies talking on a podcast? Like, yeah, talking shit to each other. Yeah, I don't know how Fucking that would be. <laughs> right? Like, shut up, Lan. I'm going to talk right now. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, I guess I'm lucky that my best friend wants to talk on the podcast. So <laughs> we do hey. sometimes do have com- like opposing views, but right, yeah, and, and I think that's healthy. That's yeah. very healthy. I mean, we're two different people. Yes, we are aligned on most things, but I come from a different background. Lance comes from a different upbringing, so obviously there will be things. Maybe like- next time, if we have opposing views, we'll resort to name calling. <laughs> <laughs> damn yeah but tune in for that (laughs) but in the meantime be kind to one another and be safe out there and um, yeah catch you on our socials hopefully bye bye (laughs) I have the worst closing (laughs) y'all